Welcome back. You're tuned in on a Friday night with Raider Dave, January 24th in the year of 2020. Tonight's episode is geared towards history in the making. The Las Vegas Raiders, it's official. They claim their third city in franchise history. I like to call them the Sin City Raiders. Big news with the draft. You know, they've released all the details, some of the NFL events, some of the celebrities. Lots of things to talk about in that regard. So we're going to talk favorite places to eat, favorite places on the Strip, you name it. A little bit of chopping up of what's to come. Um, exciting times, man. Exciting times. What's to follow? Is a baseball team going to come along? A basketball team? I mean, many other professional sports teams are going to want to claim their fame in the Sin City, in the heart of it all, man, where it all goes down, man, because it really is an exciting place to have a good time. And, it, and for Californians out here, man, it's just a great mini vacation, man, for us. So it's a fun time. I'm looking forward to discussing that and chopping it up and seeing what your feedback is on it. Number two, we're going to, in our second segment, we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame. You know, many know already, you know, that the, the, it just continues on. You know, they snubbed Cliff Branch. They snubbed Tom Flores, Jim Plunkett, um, Greg Townsend. You can throw Greg Townsend in that conversation. Jack Tatum. Jack Tatum, one of the hardest hitting safeties. If you really think about it, Jack Tatum he paved the way for future safety. I mean, think about Ronnie Lott. Think about Rodney Harrison. You know, those are Super Bowl winning safeties for other franchises. But you think about what that meant to the league. And I know they've changed the rules. I know they frown upon that stuff. But Jack Tatum should be in the Hall of Fame. So let's jump into our show. I hope you're all having a great evening. Hope it was. A, hope you're going into a great weekend, man, and have some good plans and all that. I'll be working, but let's get into this. All right, let's set this off of right, man. Let's get this party started right, man. I got I to gotta tell you guys something as a Southern Californian, something that I love to do, and that is go to Vegas, man. I don't go to Disneyland. Let me say something. I've lived out here my whole life. I've been to Disneyland maybe two, three times. One time or two, I think two times it was free ticket. No, one time it was free tickets. I went the third time because it was free tickets. That's it. I don't like Disneyland. I'm not into theme parks. This is Disneyland for me, man. What's about to go down this offseason, the NFL draft? The fan experience, what I'm reading, how Caesars Entertainment's coming together. You got MGM Grand that's on board. This is going to be, I'm going to be like a little kid all over again. I mean, NFL memorabilia, the Raiders, my favorite team, childhood team, all the way to an adult, all time. Never had a different team. Um, I love other sports. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Laker fan. I like baseball. I like, I like football. And I love the Raiders. You know, so if you're a Raider fan... You're, you can pretty much say your off-season's booked. Whether you're going to be on Fremont Street, whether you're going to be on the Strip, wherever you may be, man, no matter what, the off-season is booked, man, and we're all excited, man. I'm excited for good food, good football, good people, Raider Nation. You know how we do this. Since we are talking about Las Vegas, I got to bring up my favorite places to eat real quick. You know, I love to get breakfast at the Link Hotel. They have the best sage-fried chicken and waffles, in my opinion. Somebody might argue that because there's Waffle Houses all over, but that is a good spot. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of key people like Mike Tyson, you know, they got autographed memorabilia. Mike Tyson's, uh, you know, gotten a bite to eat there. Um, it's just a good, wholesome breakfast for me. And I, I went there for dinner one time and had their uh, meatloaf, which was a nice seasoned 
slab of meatloaf and with some pumpkin mashed potatoes man it was delicious it was delicious food um another one man that i like is house of blues man i like to go there for appetizers their breakfast is good their omelets are good um they also have night entertainment you know like i've seen uh like carlos santana's there cypress hill when i was there last time they had a show going on there uh so it's a good little vibe right there at house of blues and you guys most of you been to house of blues are all over the place but the appetizers are good i do like their omelets so that's a good spot there and then dupar's man if like a breakfast joint for like pancakes you know and all that dupar's on fremont street right by the golden nugget that's a good classic spot to get pancakes not only that on your way out the door you can get one of their pies their pies are delicious man take one of those home with you for the road trip and then uh dinner wise man but if you want a nice formal dinner man now this one's right by stage door casino kind of by the link hotel um Batista's Hole in the Wall. It's an Italian cuisine there, man, which is delicious, man. It's a little high priced, but if you got the lady with you, man, that's a good spot to get a good dinner, good times, and I guarantee you will never forget it, man. It is it is the scene right there, man. And, that, and I, I love the vibe there, man. I'm going to hit that spot while we're there in the draft, or I'll hit that spot when I'm there in March. Because I'm going to be going March 1st to Vegas, so hopefully they have some of these things laid out already so I can kind of, you know, pop my camera phone out, record it, upload it, and you guys can check it out. Um, so hopefully they have some of these things up because I believe I'm going March 1st and through March 3rd. That's the time I'm going to go. I'm going to miss March Madness, but I'm going to go early March. Uh, and then I will be back for the draft April 23rd through the 25th. We're going to be rolling all three days there. Man, that's going to be one hell of a time. It is definitely one of the most anticipated off-seasons I could ever remember, and I'm sure any fan would agree with that. So, so this was the year that we all hoped that one of the two, Tom Flores, Cliff Branch, would be enshrined, or inducted, I should say, selected, inducted, and enshrined in Pro Football's Hall of Fame. That didn't happen. They are going to nominate 20 total in this year's class with the Centennial class. Um... So they still have five more to announce, I believe, before the eve of Super Bowl Sunday. So once again, uh, now it'll be modern day athletes that will be getting, you know, their recognition. However, with Tom Flores, it, this is, you know, you guys already know this is going too far. I mean, you know, four times Super Bowl winning coach and player, a two time Super Bowl winning head coach. Um, he and his quarterback and Jim Plunkett are not in the Hall of Fame. You know, he won all three Super Bowls because he was the assistant coach with John Madden. Cliff Branch was a part of that. Cliff Branch was a part of both those Super Bowls in the 80s. I mean, the combination of greatness that's not in the class that they should be in Canton, uh, it's a disgrace at, to us as fans, to the game of football, um, especially with Cliff Branch. And I'll jump into some of his numbers, uh, you know, after Tom Flores here, but... This is something that is it's it's a sense of urgency. This is something that Al Davis used to gripe about in the 90s. I mean, this should have happened a long long time ago. You know, and I brought up, you know, he's got his four rings, you know, he was a player, you know, he was the first quarterback for the Oakland Raiders, started the first game for the Oakland Raiders, and uh, you know, he had 64 starts, 11,632 passing yards, 92 passing touchdowns. I mean, if you really look at it, Tom Flores is a pioneer of the game. He's a pioneer for this organization. And I mean, he and he accomplished more than Madden. I mean, I know Madden had the great innovative video game with the, the great announcing career. But, you know, Tom Flores is right there with John Madden as a Raiders head coach and should be in the Hall of Fame. And, you know, this denial, you know, with, with uh, 
Bill Cowher getting in, Jimmy Johnson getting in. Now he is the only two-time Super Bowl winning coach who's not in the Hall of Fame with George Seifert. And I think Tom Flores is in a class of his own. Like I said, with just these accolades here, you know, what he's accomplished, um, nine-year career as a head coach, you know, coaching Hall of Famers. You know, he coached 10 Hall of Famers on those Raiders team. Could be more if Cliff Branch and uh, Jim Plunkett are in, um, even Greg Townsend. A regular season winning percentage with a 6-10 winning percentage, 83-53 and 53 was his overall record in nine seasons, in which that winning percentage is higher than Hall of Fame coaches like Bill Walsh, Chuck Knoll, and Tom Landry. You know, I mean, even him finishing with his all-time post-winning percentage at .727, only Vince Lombardi has a better record in the postseason, minimum 10 games in the postseason. It's an accomplishment. And jump into Cliff Branch here. I mean, CBSSports.com ranked him the top snub of this class. It's it's obvious. Three-time Super Bowl winning champion. Not in the Hall of Fame. He won't be there when they do get him in the Hall of Fame to get his gold jacket, his ring. It's a shame. Cliff Branch is a three-time Super Bowl champion for a reason. I mean, this is a guy who struck fear in defenders using his speed as a world-class sprinter. Um, I mean, he set records at Colorado in college, you know, a 10-second mark on the 100-meter dash, school records in the 60-yard dash, 300-yard dash. I mean, they similar to a Bo Jackson, just a smaller Bo Jackson. To a, If you really think about it, he ran, in, you know, speed that would put fear into a player. And this is a different era, like I said, in the mid-70s to the mid-80s. Uh, Bo Jackson came in right after that. And, but very similar to strike fear and that recognition of world-class speed. <clears throat> I mean, you look. I mean, you just look at his numbers. You know, in 1974, you know that's a big number right there uh, for receiving yards and touchdowns. That's in 1974. That's big numbers in today's game. You know, and you look at 1976 as well. I mean, these are big years. These are his two biggest years of his career. Um, you just look at that average, 24.2 yards per catch. That's big numbers right there for one season. How was this not recognized? by the NFL Hall of Fame. These are alarming numbers, man. These are alarming numbers. This little breakdown. I, these are old notes from an old show that I did a while back. I lost a lot of content. I don't know why I throw away notes that I take, which sucks because I had some good some good content, but I, I like to be organized and I make stupid mistakes. So now I got a backpack. I'm trying to put all that information in a backpack. But these are these are numbers right here, man. I mean as a four-time Pro Bowler, a four-time first-team All-Pro, you guys already saw the 1974, the 1976 numbers I'd pointed out in the yardage in 1974 as well. 25 career 100-yard games, that's big. And as far as when, you know, his postseason numbers, I mean, you got to think about players that have played since him in the playoffs, like guys like Michael Irvin, Jerry Rice, but he, these are some stacked numbers for the postseason that have still, I think, rank him ninth all-time, I want to say. I don't know if anything's changed in the last couple of years. These are stats I ran a couple of years back, uh, but he was ninth all-time, third all-time in yardage, trailing only Michael Irvin and Jerry Rice. So, you know, so you look at his career statistics, you know, he's up there in yards per catch. I mean, 17.3 is a solid yards per catch. That tells me that a player is doing a lot of work after the catch, creating more yardage, creating more opportunities for scores in this league. And 14 seasons in this league, that's a hell of a service of greatness. Three-time Super Bowl champion on top of that. With those statistics, you have the player comparison chart here of players of that era. I included Michael Irvin in this one because he was right after Cliff Branch had retired. 
in the late 80s. Michael Irvin came on the scene. He won three Super Bowls. But with this player comparison right here, you have the light gray boxes, which shows where Cliff Branch compares is comparable. And the, the one that stands out the most is you just look at what they what they did with Lynn Swan, getting him in in 2001. And I believe that's because he's got four Super Bowl rings. Well, what's the argument for Tom Flores? I brought up he has four Super Bowl rings. You know, John Stallworth, or I'm sorry, Lynn Swan's numbers are insanely low to Cliff Branch. And that's actually what really sparked the argument even more and fueled the situation even more was when that happened in 2001. And like I said, Al Davis has been outspoken throughout his lifetime on this matter. And he started that up in 91 because I remember I was getting Super Bowl programs. Or what am I saying? Super Bowl programs, game day programs back in those days. And I remember like Al Davis reading an article about Al Davis and he was like, man, you know, we have more Hall of Famers to get inducted in the Hall of Fame. And here I am in 2020 and they are still snubbing Raider players to this day. So once again, I'm just more of a rant. You guys already know about all this stuff, but I think it's valid discussion and I think it should be discussed the more it becomes discussed, the more it should be a sense of urgency uh, for the NFL Hall of Fame to get this on track here and for the right persons in the media to do the right thing and get the right people inducted as they should because we lost Cliff Branch in 2019 and we will not be able to see him get his gold jacket or his ring uh, when that time comes. It's going to wrap it up tonight, guys. Got a little bit of uh, the forecast of the future. We went back in history a little bit, talked about the Hall of Fame. I hope you guys are lined up for an excellent weekend. I'm out. Peace.